So, Luke, this is that part where, like, the music would be playing, right? Well, that's usually how the show starts. Right. We put the, I put the sound file over over the part right here, and then we're, like, talking, and it makes it much more exciting than it actually is, because this is the part where the microphone comes out and it just stand, sits there and fucking stares at I'm, us. Dude, you, you're still... Are you still caught up on that? I'm mad. Yeah, like, I'm, right, I'm right here. I'm talking to you. Like, yeah. if you really have a problem looking at the mic, just look at me. You know, talk into the mic. Just, yeah. you know, I'm right here. I'm your buddy, dude. I'm, I'm your yeah. co-host, man. Yeah, I got you, you. I got your back. You just got a weird mustache, man. Oh, dude, the mustache is great. It's just... Oh, dude, best move I ever made. There's just probably weird smells that live in it. No, no, I no, I think no. about these No, things. you have to groom your mustache every fucking day. Like, every fucking day. Like, it's a mustache. You must. But you must stash. It's what, it's the place that you hold stuff in. Well, it can hold things in. But, like, I don't think it's that big. And, come on. Well, it could be hiding micro... Okay, then, well... You know, microtubes. Like, maybe. micro... Micro filth or uh, funk. Okay, are we recording? Funk specifically. Okay, are we recording? I guess so. Okay. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the whole rabbit, where we don't just... Have sex to make bunnies? No, no. We venerate the supple parts of the rabbit with essential oils and chant mantras over it before subjecting it to hours of erratic, ecstatic union with Shakti in the midst of decaying bodies by the raging heat of a cremation pit. That's right, buddy. Oh, that was like the best one so far. We're talking about sex magic. Okay, I got a question. Yeah. What the fuck is sex magic? Oh man, I'm I'm happy you asked because that's what the episode is about today. Because out of all my magic studies, it's the one I've neglected to actually look into. Well, it's it's uh it's it's one of those things where you have to you know have a consenting partner or just become one of those wanking chaos magicians that uh, wanks over sigils, which I've heard other people admit to in the podcast world for some of their success well, yeah, in that the shit, podcast that, world. That shit works, but, like, the problem is, is, like, you have to go through, like, the ritual of masturbating onto, like, a piece of paper. Like, if you're a real fan of Last Podcast on the Left, you know Henry Zabrowski did that shit. He what? talks about it. Why do you think they're so big? You all fell for a magic spell. Hell yeah, dude. He says that. He even talks about it. He's like, yeah, man, shit got kind of weird around that time, so I just, like, stopped using the magic, like, after it worked. More or less, that's what he says. He doesn't say he doesn't say that exactly, but that's pretty much what he says. How many times do you think he was jacking off onto it? I think he jacks off all the time. I don't think he. Okay, so I don't so think he uh, is that sex magic jacking off onto a little piece of paper with like little scribbles on it. Okay, the answer is yes. So the first. So, so what you're saying is yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, the first topic of the day is the pop magic and chaos magic that you can read about. From Grant Morrison, that has come to define chaos magic, or at least it did a oh, few totally years ago. Oh, totally defined like the CMG group. It's just all like, about re- wanking. Which is totally like saying Rio Grande River CMG group, CM- chaos magic group. group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we the CMG, um, yeah, chaos magic group. I don't know, man. I think they just worship demons now or something. Who knows? Yeah, it just seems like Black Pan or something, or like Dark Pan, Evil Pan. Post, post-intellectual, post-imperial, post-methodology, demo- demonolatry, basically. That's like chaos magic now, I guess. I digressify. All right, so yeah, the first method we're going to teach about today in terms of sex magic is uh, known as the wanking method, and it's pretty straightforward. Boys and girls can do it. It basically ties in with sigil magic. We talked about sigil magic in one of our earlier episodes. We know how to make sigils. Does the audience know how to make sigils? Well, what is a sigil? A we'll sigil... go back and watch her show about making sigils yeah we totally did a show you should just go back and watch that one because why not we can self-reference now yeah it's like our third episode or something so basically in short you take an intention i want to make a million dollars i want a new playstation i want to attain spiritual enlightenment whatever your intention is and you write it down you remove all the vowels and all the repeating consonants and you're left with some what looks like a license plate type of language and then you take all those symbols that you have left over and you turn them into a symbol that looks magic. And that's important. You just keep working, 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 working with the doodle until well, it looks like something magic. Yeah, yeah, that's one way. I like to like make sigils that look like the outcome or the effect that I'm trying to create. Like I'll be like, okay, these lines are the energy coming in and 
this dot will be me or some bullshit like that you know it's good to it's good to have some sort of a phrase like you're you're con- you're converting something for your left brain over to your right brain you're converting something for your conscious mind that your conscious mind was able to create and then you're planting it like a seed in your subconscious mind where it can grow into the manifested tree that will bear the fruit of your intention basically so that's sigil magic now the okay so like before we move on you're doing that no no matter what with whatever the hell you're like ingesting consciously or sub subconsciously yeah because your subconscious mind just accepts whatever is going on it's that's its nature it's receptive it's feminine it's yin so what give a fuck yeah it, it it doesn't have what is it reasoning or a filter or discretion really it just accepts whatever's going on so that's why it's important to take care of your thoughts and why advertising works even if you don't think it's working and why you feel inclined to pick one thing over another i've totally had it happen to me you're still doing you're still singing that jingle it's so goddamn catchy oh man yeah you all know it you all know you're doing it you know exactly which one there might be a song in your head that, like, by the time you reach out for the specific, like, laundry detergent, you've already made the decision. It just feels like you're making the decision. That's what neuroscience says nowadays. That's, like, that's the basics of magic. We see it used in advertising, just like we just said. And that's that. That's who does that magic the best. It's advertisers. Except now they have algorithms and computer learning to, like, amplify it, like, extra, extra. Oh. So, so, so now we're just combining, like, we've made our sigil, right? Okay, so where does the sex come in? Yeah, yeah, I guess we like we're wanking on it. I mean, is that sex? I think I think people have to di- would disagree that it's that's sex, sex with yourself or with your Self hand sex. or with the sigil. Hand sex. I guess. Well, anyway, you draw the sigil. The whole idea is to hold the sigil in your imagination slash third eye at the point of orgasm. And the whole principle behind this is that your mind is in a state of no mind during the orgasm or a state of unity with the divine or it blinks out of existence or whatever the theory is and it carries with it the intention of the sigil implants it into the universe and into the subconscious mind whichever model you ascribe to and then the intention comes true and that's called the wanking method but you have to already be like pretty uh practiced in your visualization techniques and holding like one object like a three-dimensional object in your mind for as long as you possibly can. So that's kind of the hard part anyway. If you can do that while staring at the sigil, you actually don't need to do the wanking part. I guess the wanking part just is like the quick and easy route. Yeah, and it... it so wait, wait, wait. Is sex magic like some dark Sith shit? That's a good question. Is this, the, is this black magic? Well, let's unpack that a little bit. Uh, in short, yes, because... Sex magic is more or less referring to the left-hand path, which is different from the right-hand path in that it practices... Oh, wow, I would never have guessed that the left-hand path is different than the right-hand path. Okay, for those of you who are unaware of these terms, which that could be a whole episode, but this is going to turn into that episode. We're, we're made... We already did like a black versus white magic. Yeah, right? okay, so this is... Stuff. Okay, so this is just us diving into the left-hand path. So that was like one of the things that we spoke about in that episode, but this is like very specific to that. So what separates the left-hand path from the right-hand path is essentially sex and abstinence versus indulgence. So the right-hand path, you practice abstinence from worldly pleasures and worldly pursuits in order to gain union with the divine by dissolving the ego and one's life into the godhead right i don't know you're doing like rituals and stuff and you're supposed to get experiences so it's not like just like piety and like self-deprecation you're like you're actually doing that for a reason because it gets you like in tuned with like calling in certain energies but the rituals in the right hand path are meant to remove illusion yeah like like we talked all about uh the abramelum rituals and those are all about like that's straight up the right hand path stuff you know right hand path is i get right with god and then i can control all of his subordinates but are you allowed to eat meat in the abramelon you know like it said not to pretty much it, like i i read that thing and like it says you're only supposed to eat like eggs okay and like so spe- you know, okay so you're not supposed to yeah right you're not supposed to eat like just like steak yeah like, like if bloody you're, meat 
Yeah, it's you, not you a eat thing. like boiled eggs and something else. Okay. So it's hard boiled eggs and like rice, I think, or whatever they had. Like, are you allowed to have sex or masturbate? Don't know. It says to refrain from that. It says to not even look at anybody. Don't even do right. business. Right, right. Like, it's all like, don't do, don't do, don't do. Um, how about, about like, how about it? How about like wine or alcohol? Are you allowed to do that at all? I, for the Abramelon? Um, on, on feast occasions, on like the actual like. Because yeah, on feasting days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on the the ritual days, so when when people can get together and you're supposed to praise the Lord or remember the ancestors or whatever. So the long and the short of it is that's the right hand path. We talked about it in our last episode about the Abramelin, and it operates by being pure, and pure, being pure, and goddamn pure motherfuckers, and commanding the forces of the universe through your own purity, and sounding like a douche. Oh. Man Ross too. Okay, so 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 okay, so jacking off on a sigil to get it to work is like, or to like jump start it at least, because like yeah, once you get a sigil working, it's like sometimes it gets really scary at how like how effective it is when you don't want it to be effective, and how like ineffective it is when you really want it to be. Effective. Now I don't do the wank magic because of the stuff we're going to talk about later in the episode, which is more yeah, I found, traditional left-hand path. Yeah, I found some easier ways than wanking, like ways you can do in front of people that they won't know. Dude, you could just stare at the sigil, that's the best thing you can do. Or like slap it at the bottom of a glass of water and let it sit there for a minute in the sunlight and then then drink it. You know, that's a good one. Or burn it. That's a good, that's a great one. Just just chuck it in a fire. I think we do want to go all the way over to the left-hand path and then maybe go back to the middle. Yeah, we're going to start. Well, we're, we're going, going we're gonna, there. Let's we're, go to the east. masturbation. Okay, so, like, so we're, okay. So, so what did we establish just now? We established that if you're on the right-hand path, there's all these things that you have to observe and abstain from. The left-hand path operates a bit differently where you're not necessarily encouraged to just like live a life of criminality and depravity. But unity with the Godhead is achieved through being sacrilegious, breaking taboos, and pushing oneself beyond dualities. So it's pushing the negative to a positive. Sort of. It's the Solinsky push the negative until it becomes a positive or shooting for the moon. It's indulging instead of abstaining. So, okay. Like, okay, so the in general, let's take the Aghori, right? Those are the devotees in India to Shiva. Okay. And they like smear their faces with ash, and they meditate on top of dead bodies. Oh yeah, yeah. So these are the 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 dreadlock Rasta guys in yes. India that like look yeah. like they're like fucking scary motherfuckers. Yeah, and they drink bong. Oh yeah, bong. Yeah, the weed. Weed milk. Yeah, weed milk, and they just like puff on fucking little clay pipes in their hands. So can I just put you on the spot? Like, do you? What's the? Why do they do all that shit, Andrew? That's the left hand path, like traditional, like. Because that's because that that was given to them by Shiva. Okay. So they do it in a devotional sense to Shiva. So they're doing samadhi, you know, like they're doing a devotional practice. Like they're not doing it. Like you think those guys enjoy it? Probably. Probably, man. They're probably guilty as fuck about enjoying it. Okay, so that like shit. why do they eat the poo-poo? <laughs> Who eats the poo-poo? They do. That's part of the thing. It's a oh, ritual, that's gross. ritual eating of poo-poo. Okay, have you ever eaten weed? Like they're eating weed all the fucking time. It just smells like weed when it comes out. Like, sorry to get gross, everybody, but we're on the left-hand path. You know, we got to talk about this shit. Quite literally, we're talking about shit. Okay, so the reason they do it, basically, is to get into the state of consciousness where they realize that everything is divine. You know, it's not like one thing. It's a, the it's sacrilegious to the caste system, which is like, you know, you should never touch a dead body. You may only eat the right foods. And it's like, it's hoity-toitiness, like to the umpth degree. And then the opposite of that is what the Agoris do, where they're just like, yeah, do we meditate on dead bodies? Everything is divine. It all, it's all illusion. It's all Maya. So it's sort of a way of looking at things differently. I hope I explained that well enough. So, okay. So they eat the poo-poo. They eat the poo-poo. So, gross. Is it like, that's gross, dude. Are they eating their poo-poo or are they eating like an elephant poo-poo? Like, what are they, what? I don't even want to know. Why are we on this? T- why are we talking about? This, this is the left-hand path, Andrew. Why did he eat the poo-poo? This is literally the opposite of you, the last episode. Why does everybody want to be on the left-hand path? And like, then you hear about be- them eating poo-poo. Because you and hear- then everyone's like, Nah, I ain't gonna eat the poo-poo. Okay, well, the thing I got most of my research from was from Demons of the Flesh by Xena and I think Max Shrek. Okay, do you get powers if you eat the poo-poo? Yeah, you get powers of, uh, you get the Shiva Darshana, man. Do you? After or you get you really get, sick. Yeah, you just get really fucking sick. Yeah, you you're get not really sick. Like, cause, let's be sensible, like, 
That's fucking gross. But have you ever, like, had a mystic experience while throwing up or by being sick? I've been poisoned because I inhaled a bunch of castor bean. Did you have a psychedelic experience? I had an experience, all right. It was uh, really weird. But you gained insight, didn't you? No, I just remember crying out in pain to whatever force would help me. And then I, like, had a thing say that you've been poisoned. You know, like, ring in my ear. And then I've been like, oh, shit. So all I did was, like, force feed myself water until just, you know, I kept throwing up until, like, I felt better. Well, you know what? That's what the Vama in Vama Marga stands for. Because Marga means path, right? I guess so. In the Hindu, so. Well, that was totally a shamanic fucking initiation that I went through right Right. there. Right, so that's that's that. That's the idea. You have some greater connection to your Shakti force because of that. What is the Shakti force? It's the divine feminine principle of the universe, but it's not like some happy flowers, no, it's good kind life of like, energy. Like the, the, the brutal battle fucking hardened like Whirling. mistress of the of the ancient times. Yeah, like Kali with the necklace of decapitated heads streaming blood with the waggling tongue of, of like carnage and ecstasy all at once, like straddling the hard erect, you know, penis of what? Of dead Shiva. Dead Shiva. Or playing dead Shiva. Playing dead Shiva. What does that symbolize? She's just gonna fuck your corpse, dude. That's that's divorce, buddy. It's so, <laughs> so it has to do with the union of uh, Shakta and Shakti, which is the masculine and the, the feminine principle. Back to the vomit part. Because I, I, I like reading well, well, from the I like reading from the source texts to give our audience just like some well, some y- sauce. Yeah, yeah. Read the we'll source get some text. sauce, some sauna. Because this is what we get as, like, source material is the source text. I just don't want to just talk about it like we are. What, I, I don't want to get too lost. Because we, we need to cover a lot about Vama Marga. What books are we are we looking at? We're looking at, we're looking at, once again, Demons of the Flesh by Max and Zena Shrek. All right, cool. Who, cool. Is, Z, who is Zena Shrek? That is Anton LaVey's daughter. Who's Anton LaVey? The guy who wrote the Satanic Bible who started the Satanic Church. Okay? Bald guy looks like the devil. So, yeah. And his daughter, gnarly magician as well, helped write this book, presumably with her husband. So, there you go. Presumably, it could be anyone who helped her. Or I'm pretty sure Max Shrek's an interesting guy. I think I might even have the name wrong, as usual. But so, Seems nevertheless, Shrek. nevertheless, the left-hand path tantra has also had a significant impact on Mahayana Buddhism, especially in its Vajrayana school, primarily based in Tibetan Lamaism which incorporates a great deal of shamanic sexual magic of the pre-Buddhist Bon religion, native to Tibet. Vajra, known in Tibetan as Dorje, is a multi-tiered symbol expressing the hardness of the erect penis, the thunderbolt that connects the earth to the heavens with its illuminating flash, and the diamond-like solidity of the soul made imperishable through the left-hand sexual rites. The Vajra thunderbolt has also been likened to the intense piercing of the body by sexual energy. Vajra can be compared to the attainment of gold in Western alchemy, the creation of an absolute individuated self, as an indestructible force. The word Vajra alternatively describes the phallic royal scepter of Tibetan theocracy and the powers of sacral kingship that such a staff confers. In this sense, it resembles the Was scepter carried by the Egyptian pharaoh, which is distinguished by the deliberately phallic shape of the god Set's head. And we know the god Set had to do with birth because you would use, you would, all the, all the Set stuff was on instruments used in birthing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the, it's weird how you, like, summon up really evil deities or, like, things for birth things. For, like, like Pazuzu. He's, like, this evil thing. But he also a, does... Pazuzu's a storm god, right? Well, he's, like, in charge of, like, the southwest wind. I think it's the southwest and wind. And Set is a storm god, and so is Shakti. So there's definitely a connection here between the sexual force in the human body and the sexual force of creation and destruction in the universe. So there's this connection being made in the left-hand path between the inner sexual power and the outer storm well, powers well, of the magic. Well, okay, so that's a really, really amazing insight because a storm in actuality is a discharge of energy. Yeah, like the thunderbolt. So that's the symbol of the Dorja again. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, that's going on. And so, like, if, if natural philosophy has anything to go by, you know, the fact that sexual energy is likened to a storm pretty goddamn amazing if i have to if you ask me and so that is also symbolic of the union of the feminine and the masculine 
you know, earth and sky. And then the book talks about like Tibet's uh, medieval spiritual teachers. One of them is Drugpa Kunli, who is a devotee of the left-hand path, the crazy yogi, the divine madman, who taught his disciples that the energy of sexual pleasure could be deflected from merely genital orgasm to a way of illumination. So according to legend, he uh, practiced what he preached and was promiscuous uh, by uh, initiating a myriad of women. And he wandered through Tibet, like hooking up with all these like super hot chicks, basically. Because, that, OK, that's part of it is it's about hooking up with, with chicks. Right. So this is also kind of a funny thing where I really, really like the way Xena sort of crafts things in this book. Like, she goes on to say, like, a lot of the Western tradition is weak and hypocritical. Like, okay, so let me read a little bit more from there. But they do are a little biased against the Western right. system. They basically say that, you know, the left-hand path is the real path. Like, oh, if Aleister Crowley and Mathers say that they're getting all this instruction from these secret chiefs, like, who are these secret chiefs? They have to be entities that have strengthened their essence enough to exist like basically obi-wan kenobi in the force or as we're soon to see darth sidious himself so maybe darth sidious also lives in the force like and so he's achieved because that's what the sith are trying to achieve and also what the jedi are trying to achieve yeah that's like that's the end goal of the force is to be immortal okay so right there that's an argument for the left hand path because you're not supposed to dissolve into Nirvana. Obi-Wan did in the midst of battle. That was pretty dope. But then he also, is, he didn't fully dissolve, though. He's, but, but he's, he's still... immortal. He's like, he can do whatever he wants. He can talk to whoever he wants. He can be a space ghost, coast to coast. Right, but he didn't realize his immortality as just a base piece of consciousness. He realized his immortality through the hardening of his will and through the the perfection of his soul or whatever which is sort of what we're talking about and so basically xena's like look if alistair crowley and theosophy are going to be taking orders from these hidden masters like how are you going to become one yourself you know isn't that what you're aiming to achieve and so it's sort of like you're saying she's hypocrites you know it's like you know the goal of the magic path isn't to attain like nirvana it's to attain like yeah immortality immortality so, yeah. so it's you're, you're supposed to eat the tree of life apotheosis yeah you're supposed to become god yourself Okay, so like, we have, like, so so you have sex magic, right? How does this go down? Is it like a normal weird ritual, or is it just like getting it on? Is it just an excuse to get it on? Is it? Is it really? Is it? You have to tell me. Okay, for a lot of people in the West, yes, it is. You're gonna find a lot of like hucksters, but also in this book, it's explained that even in the East, that's also rampant. And even amongst, you know, there's also this interplay of like, well, you know, what like, what are you supposed to expect from a a path that breaks from convention like there's going to be a bit of so it attracts the people who just want to get it on there's going to be some shit like that going on yeah it's going to happen that way so, so you're going to be rolling with some vampiric fucking bullshit uh you know but also part of the problem is is that we learn the right hand path or people that claim to be or think they're the right hand path oftentimes stray very far into these indulgences in my opinion, it's better to just face them head on as part of the practice and observe them in the holy or the sacred way that is possible, even if that holy or sacred way is breaking taboos and stuff. It's oh, kind of like, hard to understand, personally. Oh, like, I go, like, I go about psychedelic drugs. Like, this is a sacrament that puts me into, like, a whole other state of consciousness where I can receive information. That is... Which I do receive information. That is exactly what basically what it's all about that's what the vama mark is about you put your you put your pee pee in in the poos poos and you don't move it too much of course there's no one way to do it but this is one of the ways described and then you reach out with your consciousness but it's not just that it's not like you're just tools the woman actually is the manifestation of the whole universe she is the goddess and it has something and the left hand path asserts that the shakti power exists in the woman's body specifically and it's most potent of course in young extremely beautiful kind of strange looking women girls that's why i mentioned that earlier that's where the shakti power is the strongest and then it's not like you just hook up and fuck like that's like what you would think of and you're not supposed to race to the finish which is what the puja do puja means cattle so they refer to those people as cattle they're just like <laughs> you know what i mean like that's just dumb. Yeah, like from shit. from everything I heard, you're supposed to like move until like just before climax, and then like 
back off. Well, and then, like, bring it back up, and then back off. And, like, keep repeating that until, you know, eventually it's just, ah, uh, no, you ain't, you ain't backing off no more. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, that, that would be, like, gray or black Tantra, whereas white Tantra, you would just not. You just not do it? Just not do it. You just go and then just stop? Right, so that's white Tantra, and then the other two would be gray or black, where you, uh, you end with orgasm or release. So, you were asking what are, the, like, the specifics? Well, we just explained some of them. Um, that's so you're like, supposed to like hold God forms while you're doing this. Yes. Like, what are you supposed to? What are the What are the internal things? So the now woman that we understand the okay. externals. Okay. Yes. So let, yes, the woman is supposed to hold the God form. Okay. So whatever God you're working with, specifically Shakti or Kali. Well, like you can do. Can't you do sex magic for like different deities? Sure, you absolutely could. But in what we're talking about, the Vama Marga, like maybe over in like India, this, this specific. Ritual. We're talking like traditional left hand path tantra. Just to stay on topic for a, we'll we'll go over to, yeah, we'll go over to how how we get down in the West with the same sort of practice. With yeah, the, yeah, with the, with, yeah, with the thalemic freaking yeah. nuit hadi right hand. Technically, they consider themselves and they're kind of right hand pathy. Or what about the OTO? Don't they do crazy stuff? Yeah, we'll talk about one of those rituals at the end of this show. But for but for India, the um the vana marga the vama marga the left hand path um the vulva or the yoni is regarded as the altar upon which Shakti's electrifying energy is most vigorous. Shakti is not necessarily just in biological females alone. It's regarded as a level of personal force and a power demonstrated within an individual of either sex. And the idea is to awaken the Shakti in both aspirants. Although I think within the ritual, the male takes on the shakta which is the male principle it talks about one part like in preparation you have the erect penis be venerated as the godhead itself like there are sacred courtesans that will like blow you to get you ready for the ritual or whatever because you're trying to erase your awareness to like that vajra you know lightning bolt you know crystal diamond consciousness right and then for the female the female's yoni is venerated like like there's specific oils of patchouli that are put on her breast and on her butt. There's I don't remember the other oils. I just remember patchouli because it was smelled the worst of all of them. Well, um, it could be it could be some good patchouli made from the flowers and not the roots. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, they know what they're doing. I mean, they're yeah, all... it's India. They know what the fuck they're doing with incenses and oils and shit. So they like okay, the woman you know meditates and is adorned, and then they chant different um mantras over different parts of the body you know like and she's venerated as the goddess herself and it's understood that the goddess is like the base principle of the whole universe in the left hand path and in some in some parts of the reading it even says vama marga could refer to the woman path and so the veneration of women and even the word veneration we get from the worship of venus you know, which was the like, as we all know, was the first god of like everyone was the Venus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The big, big, fat, tittied woman. You know, exactly. So and it's suggested here in the source text I'm talking about that basically all the real shit comes from that ancient tradition, which was put down by what the Brahmins and the, the patriarchy as it backlashed against the matriarchy and imposed a bunch of male sky gods you know and, and we talked a little bit about this and other other things but we'll talk about it again that's for sure because we need to talk about the procession of the equinoxes and the different ages and shit and that's, oh, we'll yeah, that's we'll, a good one we'll talk about it then so but we'll now, get to that but right now we're talking about sex magic hell yeah for those of you who just tuned in so what's next on the uh is that the the end of the vana marga have we gone through it all Essentially, yeah, it, it, we could talk more about it, um, but basically, I, th I think the last thing I wanted to say about it is, in this text, it's stated that a lot of the right-hand path practices, they do a lot of the stuff that the left-hand path actively participates in, but the right-hand path doesn't actively participate in it, they just symbolically represent it. Before a left-hand path ritual, you indulge in wine, you indulge in meat, Wine and meat? And cereal. I know that sounds dumb, but you're like dry eat, cereal. You're not supposed to eat cereal? That's a no-no. Yeah. And what? there's um, But it's fucking Kellogg's. It's probably because they know it's bad for you. Dude, I eat That's why we eat it every flakes. morning. Like, ah. Uh, yeah, that's like, indulgence. Well, wouldn't the thing be to like do both of them 
Like, the idea would be have a left hand and a right hand. It's spoken of that because these practices are taboo, many practitioners will just behave right-hand path in public and in the daytime and do the daytime rituals, like right-hand path rituals, but then at night, after midnight, they'll do the left-hand path shit out of sight and like, well, clandestinely. Well, wouldn't that, wouldn't that's not the proper way to do things? Like, if you're going to do crazy magic and stuff, you do, like, the, the day stuff in the day and the night stuff in the night and be a holistic person. Yeah. Like, in participating in all the different aspects of humanity. And uh, I guess, lastly, you know, Shakti also represents, like, ah. Okay, the most important she part. She represents, ah. ah. The, mo- <laughs> the most important, like, why do they worship? Why do they worship the Yoni and the Volva and all that? It's because it represents the void from which Maya comes from and returns to. So... By gaining union with the void and the divine demonic feminine, you are gaining access to the the center point of manifestation for all existence and overcoming Maya itself. And basically attaining enlightenment. That's the left-hand path in a nutshell. Fucking very cool. What was the whole thing about the rabbit in the beginning? Like, death is also... Because death is an illusion, right? And it's death and sex are part of the same... They're considered part of the same impulse... Because sex is like the urge to release, you know, and death is like the ultimate orgasm and there is no, there's no being born without dying and there's no dying without being born. So it's understood that those things are connected. And so a lot of left-hand path rituals would be like, you would do this, you would do this veneration in this left-hand sex magic. Like, so your partner would smell really good, but you might do it in a cremation ground. You might do it like where they're like burning bodies, you know, and you would do it in the heat of the cremation gas so so, you know? so so burning man yes but gross grosser so, so no so you'd be like by like the toilets of burning man and even though your partner is supposed you, to be like this ultra so hot oh so it's fucking in the bathroom oh god so yeah, it's fucking well, in the bathroom yeah but that's what you're describing but if, but if your partner was ultra super hot and it you know you were trying to imagine her as like some rotting corpse yeah that would be so moving on, that's how you get down in, in the secret secret cults of India, and it's argued that that doesn't really happen that much, and it, it's hard to find authentic, authentic practitioners. Pra- practitioners so. Are they all like Kalima Shatate? Oh, yeah, bro. Sorry, that was weird. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Why are, you, why are you getting weird? Why are you getting weird on me? I know we're talking about sex magic, but... I was going to talk about Austin Osmond's Spare, but I spent about mm, three hours reading it, and I understood about four words of it, so... I don't really know if I'm worthy to talk about it. Although the part I did understand was the part we sadly talked about in the other podcast where he's just talking mad shit on ceremonial magicians. He's like, just because you imagine something doesn't make it, you know, what it is. And they're like, the fact that you have to imagine that and do some weird thing to even enjoy the most basic pieces of life make you like the like lower than the lowest stupid animal is what he says. So. He's all about indulgence instead of abstinence. And from, okay, I, I didn't get this from the reading, but from what I know about the guy, he stayed in his hometown most of his life. He was a very brilliant painter, but he didn't get very far because he's hard to get along with. He spent a lot of time boning the ugliest hookers he could find in town and attaining gnosis through basically boning the ugliest. Yeah, but didn't he also hook up with Aleister Crowley? Oh, yeah, they probably fucked. Yeah, like, there was, like, a whole thing that they're, like, Crowley was doing a bunch of fucking, like, homosexual poems when they were living together. And, you know, if it's kind of funny because it seems like Austin Osmond Spare thought Crowley was a moron. And it seems like Crowley thought Spare was a genius. So, I guess there's that. He, he probably thought of Austin Spare as, like, a really, really talented magician. Like, this guy can just do it. Like, he is a magic creature. He probably thought of him that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Because like, he really was. a spirit. This guy's not human. Dude, did you see his paintings? I'm sorry. He's, he's There's... like Tom Bombadil. <laughs> like, Crowley's writings are incredible, and Austin Osmond Spare's paintings are incredible. They, they're haunted. You, 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 know, you can't have one in your house because it'll haunt your house. Straight up. That's well, what I've heard. They're real. Like, they, they emit ghosts. I know a girl. <laughs> They're ghost machines, like in that fucking Michael Jackson video game. I know a girl that got some ghost semen in her house, and it's probably from an Austin Osmond spare painting. Oh, we should get some of that and then sell it. Dude, we'd be rich. Shit, we need to get that from her before she figures out how much it's worth. That ghost semen? Ghost semen. Yeah, man, it's ecto ectoplasma make some ghost babies with it you know what i'm saying i don't know if a ghost in humans dna splice but they should i think they do i think, I think it would be half 
human, half etheric, so it'd be just like... That's what this is all about, man. Is like, if you do all this left-hand path ritual stuff correctly, you're actually fucking the goddess. Herself. And then the chick is the goddess herself. Honestly, this sounds like the real shit to me. All this other shit sounds like a fake-ass shit. But that's just me. Okay. But why do you feel that way, Luke? Why do I feel that way? Dude, I just believe her. Like, I don't... She's not the most biggest occultist ever, but like... Who? Xena. Oh, Xena? Xena Shrek, Anton LaVey's daughter, who, who helped write this. I'm just giving her all the credit. Cause all I it. imagine is Xena, Warrior Princess. I think a lot of people are with me on that. Because I'm not sure if it's Max, or I just want to call him Max. I don't remember, so fuck it. Um, so we talked about... Okay, we pretty much talked about all the, all the, all the dirt in the east now we're gonna come over to the west and we're gonna talk about what you can basically what you're more likely to get into if you're over here fucking around with philema or the oto i you know we're not a member of any of these secret societies that's so why it's we like, can talk about that shit it's yeah like you got to take a little bit of what we're saying with a grain of salt it's like manly p hall before he got into the masons he did a lot of writing before he got into any secret societies and wrote a lot about the masons before he was ever actually a mason that's kind of like us right now so well you have to also remember that alistair crowley was talking about what the oto had and their fucking secret back faults and that's why they contacted him in the first place yeah yeah so like remember there's only one thing so like we could be on the on the fucking ball and not even know it because we're not trained, you know. Oh yeah. They, so okay. so like, or we could be just talking out our asses. So like you know. Now this both one both are, are are possible. I really like this next one. This is from a Lama Duquette book, Sex Tantra and Tarot, and he just he goes like full Israel Regardi and just gives all the secrets like Lama Duquette style. It's really cool. Dude, Israel Regardi gave out the secrets because Alistair Crowley gave out the secrets, and he's like. Fuck you, Alistair Crowley. I can do that better. That's one of those funny things where he like he did something great because we all we all remember, freaking the the complete Golden Dawn and not whatever Alistair Crowley's work was to like give out all the secrets. Well, here we go. We're about to give out the Royal Mass of the Secret Lover. This operation is also known as the Royal Mass of the Vault. This is used by the Most High and Secret Initiates prior to Temple Initiation in the Grade of Adeptus Minor, presumably in the OTO, right? I don't know. Maybe. It's done in private prior to the most sacred temple operations, which I don't know what the fuck that is. That means the orgy. <laughs> Hell yeah, pro probably not. The alchemical process here will be immediately recognized by those students of the Vault of the Adepti. This sounds super special. Thoth says unto him, Who is he whose pylons are of flame, whose walls are living ure, and the flames of whose house are streams of water? And the initiate replies, Osiris! And it's immediately proclaimed, Thy meat shall be of the infinite, and thy drink of the infinite. Thou art able to go forth to the sepulchre feast on earth, for thou hast overcome. So that's like overcoming death. That's just like all the shit we read. So I just wanted to read that because it sounded funny. But anyway. Well, yeah, you, you said it in a funny voice. Of course it's going to sound funny. <laughs> okay, so, so for this operation, I'm pretty sure you just don't have sex or masturbate for six days. And it's related to doing the tarot. So, so, so wait, wait, the tarot has something to do with nofap? Yeah. So you do nofap for six days and you prepare for the sacred divination with your tarot cards. And what you do is you're finding out the name of your holy guardian angel by doing this reading, or you're figuring out the quality and characteristics of your true will. That's mostly, that's actually what it is. And then what you do is, is you take the tarot symbols from the Tifereth part of the reading and the Malkuth part of the reading, and you actually use those specific cards as talismans in the sex ritual. So we will get to that. But it starts by divinating. So you start by, like, cleansing. It's like a, a mini Abramelon. It's just not as intense, right? You just abstain from stuff. You, like, don't go to work, maybe. You just It's just, like, it's just like more yeah, practical. Take, you take your vacation days. Yeah, it's more 2010 type shit. 2019 is such a crazy ass world, so I can't. Yeah, nobody, you could probably, nobody knows what world that is, so. Yeah, you could probably retire somewhere in like a third world country back then. You know, back in 2010, not when you get hassled by crazy people. When you only had to work 18 hours a day, you know, 10 years ago, and you still had like an hour and a half to yourself every day. You know, back in those days, okay? This is like, you know, this is for normal people. You could do this if you put some time aside. I'm, being, I'm just being glib. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so 
you have a partner. That's also I actually I actually had a really hard part researching this where like does your partner do a separate reading? Cuz I would assume your partner cuz like every every initiate is a star, like every man and every woman is a star. So I would assume every person has their own true will. So it sort of seems like the two partners do the reading together though, which is bizarre because they don't talk about two talismans during the sex ritual if there's any practitioners out there that fucking listen to this show that are like more educated in thelemic oto magic or whatever please write us in do you do two fucking divinations or one before you get it on with your partner okay help me figure it out all right moving on um so then there's this oath where we talked a little bit about this before everyone's got a holy guardian angel what's that it's the face of god for you it's your own personal god it's how you connect to the divine right so here's the whole point. It's the interface. It's the interface. So what you're doing is the whole reason it's called it's a royal marriage or whatever is because you are calling into yourself your partner's holy guardian angel. And then your partner is calling in your holy guardian angel. So you're fucking each other's you're fucking your own angel. You're fucking your own angel, yeah. Yeah, so each partner is fucking their own angel. So it's a little more, bit so more it's modern. Angel sex. Yeah. It's angel sex. Angel sex. That could be a song. That's pretty hot. Right? And then, <laughs> so I, so-and-so, a child of the light, take this opportunity to cast aside the garments of darkness and take on the garments of light. I, so-and-so, a child of light, take this opportunity to cast aside the garments of darkness. And then, you you know, you take these vows together. So what you're saying is you're taking off the, the garments of matter, darkness. Okay. And you're here. taking on, like, spiritual garments of light. Right. So, and I think there's three parts. There's three parts to the sex ritual which make it more practical. Because, like, the other stuff in the East is, like, what you have to figure it out yourself, and it's, like, fucking crazy. Like, how are you supposed to ever figure no, that out? No, this is actually a good one, because it actually talks about, like, this book, which was, again, for, for the listeners, one more time. Sex, Magic, Tarot, and Tantra by Lamala Duquette. All right, this is really cool, because it's actually talking about the internal mechanisms of what you're supposed to be visualizing and, like, how you're supposed to be moving the energy. So we sort of ham-handed our way past some of the philosophy, which is, like, the you know yeah yeah you can make up your own reason for why you're trying to get it because but because okay so when you do the so when you do the reading the angel reading the card that lands in tifereth represents your holy guardian angel and i think the card in malkuth like represents your will something like that you can read the book yourself but that's the gist of it we want to talk about the sex because we're just a fucking podcast anyway yeah, that's so, what you came for you so the first sex yeah cells. yeah man what the fuck is sex magic we're telling you so first operation let me take a sip of water, man. My throat is dry. Make the first operation, dude. First operation. You Op- touch the sides. Operation. So this is, so this is a, uh, this is like operation. Yeah. No. Oh wow. Uh, this is not Arduino. Okay. Okay. So now the male. So now the male shall be stimulated by the female a minimum of eleven times until his organ. <laughs> a minimum. <laughs> until. A minimum. Yep. Until his, because eleven is sacred, Andrew. Because until his organ becomes a wand of inspiration. The male shall stimulate the female until her veil opens and the lustral waters of heaven pour forth. When this is accomplished, the female shall mount the male, if this is the most comfortable position. The goal of this first meeting is to exchange glances, touch the hearts, and share the first distillate of the Holy Eucharist. That's sex juices. Thus, this is a brief operation. The male and female should not attempt to control themselves. They shall simply move as dramatically and dynamically as possible with each movement, breathing deeply and loudly. With each breath, the mind should imagine the power of the universe entering the anus and exiting through the anus. They should partake in the Eucharist of their creation, then bathe and rest. So they have to eat the fluids they make. And then they take a bath and chill out. Okay. So you don't have to hold back the first time. Okay. Seems very fucking practical, doesn't it? So 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 you get your you get a little stink on the hang down. You just like Ugh! second operation. So an hour should pass between the first operation and the second operation. So so you bang really really hard and you just like you just get, you get your rocks off, right? But but you also have to um you have to imagine the power of the universe entering and, and exiting. exiting through the anus. That's important, bro. I'm sure that's something to do with the Muladhara chakra and all that. So you just gotta imagine you're getting fucked by the universe in the ass. I think it's just right. I right. Th- you need to get fucked by the universe. Well, listen, in the ass. man. Like, so, so you need some universal anal. Well, sex. think about it. Just stop and think about it. It's like you're inside a chick. It's all pulsing, right? Is it going? All out? those muscles are connected. It's not really that much of a. It's not. You don't gotta go that far. You know. Uh. It's just pulsing. So, 
Um, second operation. An hour should pass between the first operation. I already said that. The tarot symbol. This is important. This is about the tarot shit. The tarot symbol for the position of Malkuth, which is the bottommost card, obtained in the ultimate divination, should be brought into the sanctuary of the royal gnosis. This image, regardless of its nature, shall be focused upon until the eyes begin to tire. The symbol should then be placed in a secret and dark place. It shall act as a talisman which shall partake in the Holy Eucharist of this operation. Later, when the talisman has been consecrated with the juice, it shall be placed in a darker and deeper place where it shall gestate and transmute for a period of one year until the anniversary of the divine operation. The date of this operation shall become as a holy day for the operants. Every day of this year, the celebrants will celebrate it as if it were a birth. Once meditation is complete and the tarot symbol is first hidden, the couple shall regain the forces of love through mutual stimulation. It does not matter how this is accomplished. Okay, so you get some... Okay, so you would do this, like, like if you're going to be hardcore, right? If you're going to be, like, really hardcore, yeah. you would do this your fucking wedding day. Yeah. So it's, like, on your anniversary, this is, like, your sex magic operation. This is sort of, like, more important than your wedding day, I would imagine, to a thalamite. Yeah, 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 but, like, if you're, like, if you're hardcore, like, yeah. your marriage and then your operation are, like, one and the same. Right? Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. I mean, this, that's your magical wedding. This is very much like we were just talking about how what we have is symbolic is like, this is like the real shit, you know? So the gates of the veil have been penetrated again by the wand of inspiration. God, some nerd shit. And the waters of heaven have illustrated this holy union. Well, it's, it's Londa Ketney's trying to be as, as PG as he possibly can. He's be. been with his high school sweetheart his whole life. So like. He's still like probably this is his like taste. a little kid. This is fucking tasteful as it gets. Let the couple begin deep breathing, imagining that the forces of the universe are entering the anus and exiting through the genitals. Okay? So now the energy's going in the anus and out the dick or the poon poon, depending on, you know. Now this is very important, he says. It's not simply air which one is imagining. No, no. It's the light of the stars of creation itself which enters the anus and exits the genitals. Man, that sounds much funnier saying it out loud than it did reading it yeah, quietly. Yeah, so it is the universe fucking you in the ass. Sure, man. Thus, with each genital stroke, the holy light of the universe is entering the bodies and souls of the celebrants, and the most profound magical exchange takes place. Most profound. It's so, there is, so, also diseases. So you should get tested before any of this shit. But don't let me stop you, you know, from whatever you're going to do. Yeah, you, you got to be clean or... You gotta be willing to share whatever. Now, yeah, if that's your... Uh, n not for me, thanks. I get tested constantly, even if I'm not having sex, because I am neurotic. Now... Yeah, you're like Seinfeld neurotic, or like times two. Like, you're like two Seinfelds level of neurotic. I just don't want stuff on it. I like it... Like it immaculate. Okay. This operation must be done very slowly. This sometimes refer is referred to as the slow heat. At least, at least 15 minutes must be spent in this act. So a comfortable position should be chosen. <laughs> Geriatric motherfuckers, sorry. Now the couple shall begin to focus on the image of the tarot symbol. Dude, this is so complicated and long. <laughs> like, it already took a year. And, like, we're just getting to, like, back to it. No, it's only taken, like, six days so far. You're going to have to... You can come back a year later. They, this is part of the... They, they explain everything out of order, so you have to, like, figure it out yourself. Cause it's fucking stupid. It's kind of fun, man. This, uh, this is much more practical than the other shit. Now, the so they should focus on the tarot symbol and the place of the third eye. Focus. With each breath, imagine the light of the universe entering the enjoined genitals, penetrating the image at the third eye, Anja Chakra, soaking it in divine light. This should be continued for at least 10 minutes. Then the couples should drop all meditations and basically fuck loudly, reaching orgasm as quickly as possible. Exhausted before sleep ensues, the second distillate of the Eucharist should be shared with a drop of it placed on the tarot card of operation. So you put some of your juices on the tarot card. The tarot should now be hidden for a second and last time. This confused me because the first time is like for a year. I don't get it. And the couple should then sleep and rest for at least two hours. Small amounts of food and alcohol now may be consumed. And this should be prepared ahead of time and if possible should be in the room or the sanctuary. So then... Now this is the this is the end of the Wait, wait, wait. So like then you're going to have to explain to me. Okay, so we're doing this like like this sort of thing you do. And you're like the first time you just get it on. Like crazy wild, right? Yeah, but then you, there's still, still some visualization going on. What you do it, yeah. is like then you like start getting all weird and sneaky with the with your tarot cards. Just to hide it. You're right? And then you're supposed to like It's a lot to remember, man. Then you're supposed to get down, right? Like you're supposed to plan that shit for another year right and then you're supposed to get down again 
Okay, is I, that what, what you're saying? I, I think we see that it gets confusing. Or is it like so you do all three operations and then a year later you celebrate it? Okay, so you do all three things. You pull out the freaking little tarot card. Hide it. You put your ju- hide it. You put your juices on it the second time. <sighs> hide it again. Honestly, man, I'd have to go back and take notes to get all the specifics. But if you listen to the episode, we'll just, I'm we'll reading just, it faithfully. No, we'll just ask Lon when we're at his freaking. I like, mean, it's all right here. He'll, he, it's all like right you're here. Playing hide, you're playing peekaboo with a tarot card. Um, with, the, ju- with, with pussy juice on it. Yeah, getting butt-fucked by the universe. Like, it sounds like fun to me. The third and supreme it's quite o- a game. The third, and, <laughs> the third and supreme operation. It's the supreme operation. So supreme. The, supreme. Supreme. Operation Supreme. So the tarot symbol. Taco Supreme. Burrito Supreme. Supreme. Cut- Cutler Supreme. <laughs> Supreme. So the terra symbol, <laughs> the terra symbol found in the place of Tifereth during the ultimate divination. So that's at the heart chakra part of the tarot reading. If just to break it down, break it down. It, it shall be brought to the sanctuary. It should be wrapped in white cloth, symbolizing the holiness of the operation. And the couple shall meditate until their eyes tire. In this third and final operation, the most divine astral nerve centers shall be stimulated. The location of the work here is the Anahata chakra, also known as Tifereth. In the West, so I just said that. Um, here is the center of divine harmony and the home of the secret lover. It can be symbolized by Osiris, Helios, Eros, or Mithra, and the goal of all true magical operations. Its location on the tree of life is between Kether and Yesod. Thus, all psycho spiritual centers of the middle pillar must be stimulated. So, unlike most magic operations that take place only in the imagination, the final operation takes place in the imagination, the body, and the soul of the aspirant. So, basically, you are wed to your god and your gods together. Um, so, they, you say a prayer jointly. I am Tomb, the setting sun. I am the only being in the firmament of heaven. I am Ra, the rising sun. I have passed from the gate of death unto life. The sun's power begineth again. And, it, and it's a pretty long prayer. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can read it yourself. Well, once you once you do this, like you you it becomes like easier and easier to like memorize longer bits, and you get like it's it's an old school skill that like really you sh- people should have, being able to actually like prattle off a lot of fucking. So they're supposed so stuff. on this third one, you're supposed to do it until you're both exhausted. The sex or the uh, the meditation. Uh, both. Oh, so. Sexy meditation. Okay, so in this one, you let the light come in through the anus, and then it flows through the Anahata chakra, your heart center. Yeah, yeah. So like while you're doing it, and you're actually working like working some energy and like trying to direct it and flow it. So that should be done for ten minutes, slow rhythmic breathing, and it should be slow movement. Okay, so this is the one where it's like you need to like actually hold back and like slow down with it yeah so then you allow the light of the universe to flow through sahasrara which is your your crown chakra the thousand petal lotus chakra positioned directly above the head the home of amun and ptah hope i said that right the light should flow out of anahata the home of the secret lover this should be done for 10 minutes okay so 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 we're up to 20 minutes now so the whole idea of the sex magic stuff is to take the energy of sex and then like use that to like propel up your your chakras yes and to to physically stimulate yeah physically stimulate those centers yeah okay so like this is like and to strengthen your energy to the point of immortality but you're still like okay so like this is what like this is like the real shit this is like like the real stuff you're saying so like it sort of seems that way to me like this was this was what humans were meant to do i think so i mean this was like the magical thing that humans do in my personal opinion, this makes the most sense to me. I'm sure there's other shit out there, but like, what no, do we no. what do we know about uh, like Nuit and Hadit? Right, Nuit is the infinite expansion of the universe, and Hadit is the infinite contraction. And Alistair Crowley relates these, of course, to the yoni and the phallus, and the six 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 symbol and the symbol of the beast. So those two things combined, and the whole universe is in this sort of divine union. And so, by doing this ritual, you're joining in the union of the universe. Blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, you'd have to, like, do this with somebody who is so hardcore that, like... That's the problem. Well, like, that, like, even if you couldn't live together or couldn't, like, wouldn't want to be with each other, you'd still have to get together once a year and do it. I don't know if you have to do it. You can just, like, have a cake. 
You can just have a cake it. with 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 your juices in it and med- yeah, if you're hardcore, it's called the cake of light, which for some reason I hate saying aloud or quietly in my head. God damn. The cake of light. Yeah. <laughs> I like both those things, but together, just call it the Eucharist. Look, cakes are chocolate, right? Not light. I'm sorry. Well, well, what about I, angel food cake? Yeah, that stuff makes me sick. Oh, dude. And I know that I know that chocolate is just light condensed down into chocolate, but chocolate motherfucker, that's cake. Chocolate isn't cake. Chocolate's chocolate. I mean, in all sorts of forms. You're crazy. Chocolate is chocolate is life, man. I don't know. It's you can live off of peanuts and chocolate. I'm pretty sure. So like after I think this 20 minutes, um, you guys surrender to the ecstasy upon satisfaction. The third distillate should be shared. A couple should be quiet upon the presence of the all. Um, this moment has been called by the wise the epiphany. So it's like the afterglow. You're supposed to be quiet. Let the tarot symbol from the location of Tifereth uh, be anointed with the elixir. So basically, you're supposed to sit in the crazy feeling and, and then, try to like let it let it vibe out until till it stops. And then you got to do an LBRP. Oh, uh, then you gotta you gotta banish. <laughs> How it. annoying is that? So funny. Oh, dude. Can you imagine? You're, you're like done with that. So you got, fucking tired. You got a little stank on your hangdown. You've gone through the whole thing. You know, and, and now, then you have to. You gotta like. You gotta like. Be like. Otto, Malcus, just like oh my god, like, like fuck me, like what, like damn, you know, then you gotta call in the fucking four archangels, you know, and you're it's like, like ah, <laughs> Raphael, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, then this act is establishing a direct and divine connection and knowledge conversation with the holy guardian angel. Practice this ritual as often as necessary. So, man, that means get down. Do this all the time. Get down. But like, keep track of the first time you do it. And then, so this is supposed to help you establish a connection with your holy guardian angel. And your holy guardian angel is supposed to guide your whole life and all your magical operations from thence forth. That's pretty much the three forms of sex magic we wanted to talk about today. The wanking method from chaos magic. The Vamamarga philosophy of the Far East that's related to Hinduism and the worship of shiva and shakti and then ending with thelema the oto and the royal mass of the secret lover which which sounds kind of complicated but like a bit more straightforward than trying to figure out all that stuff from the left hand path a little more straightforwardly complicated now i also once upon a time read a kenneth anger book like the dark the dark shade side tree of eden i might have read it twice did you know? Didn't understand a fucking word in it. So, <laughs> Didn't there you go. understand a fucking word. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm at least at the level of initiation where I'm not going to fool myself into thinking that I understand it. I just did not get it. Like, And I saw some words in here like a kaula or a kula or a... No, I'm just going to stop now. Basically, it, what I read in there is you get different time gates out of the juices from the yoni. That's all I got from Kenneth Anger. So I don't know. That's this is the this is the depth of my sex magic knowledge. And also, there does seem to be some legit stuff to no fap if you read in here because it's like it says that if you're horny, um, that's the divine taking up presence in you. So that dovetails pretty well with what the four channers and the internet people say about no fap, which is like you're storing up like some godly energy basically they get all christian about it in the dallas thing you're supposed to convert semen into into spirit okay yeah like you're supposed to like draw it up your spine that energy and convert it into into spirit well it's got to go somewhere because you're just running on pure rage after like two weeks as joe rogan says we're monkeys just just produces semen all the time like a factory it just doesn't stop (laughs) I think that's the that's their argument is uh, it said somewhere in here that the production of semen takes 11 years off the male's life and it's even harder on the system than menstruation. I don't know if I believe that, but no, um, I don't believe that 11 years is a long time. But is 11 years really that long? Like what's the difference between 80 and 90? I guess a big deal if you got grandkids, right? So yeah, save the juices, folks. Fucking don't fat if you want to be if you want to be hardcore. I don't know, dude. It's, well, we're it's, we're at time. We're good. We're good. If you want to wrap it up and like tell them where they can find us. Yeah, or... I'm your host, Luke Madrid. This is Andrew Haskins, co-host. Um, yeah. If you liked the show and you want to 
give some money to some poor people that don't got shit but still try and do a lot of research and do this show even though we work all the time, check out our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the whole rabbit and it's only $5 a month. You get all the shows early and you get an extra show each month and you get all the high resolution artwork that I post on the Instagram there to you at full resolution, usually at desktop resolution so you can fuck around with it as much as you want. And you get access to our Fnord reports, which is like if we analyze a movie for symbolism and shit. Which we haven't done in a while. Yeah, and actually, I do want to make that more the direction of the show as time goes on. That's stupid. Um, (laughs) But, like, (laughs) there's still stuff like this we got to talk about, you know. We still stuff we got to talk about. Well, this is – we we talk about everything. Yeah, we talk about everything. We mostly talk about the esoteric. So, like, we talk about this stuff so that when we are doing a Fnord report, we know what the fuck we're talking about. Right, so... Because otherwise you sound like gibbering morons. Right, and so you gotta have somebody work. It's like, all right, that's uh, fucking eat carrots, shoot lasers.